hey, guess what? It's 11 p.m., which means it's 4 a.m., it's noon, it's 10 p.m., it's 8 p.m., and it's every time, everywhere, all the time, just like always. So, you know, one thing I need to start with right off the bat is I am going to definitely be in character more. Gonna lean off of the use of notes and leaning off of calling things episodes and try to make it more natural, go with that conversational flow, because that has been lacking for a little bit. Uh, and I keep blaming my handwriting, but no, I just need to actually talk to you guys because this is a phone call and we're going to continue to make it like that. At work the other day, there was a funny moment, which of course is always a funny moment, but it's about SpongeBob. You know, SpongeBob is such a big meme thing. You know, we, we make SpongeBob memes all the time. I make a SpongeBob meme, like the, with the chicken peck SpongeBob or the, all the SpongeBobs. So it kind of actually reminded me of the good old Goodman days. These kids come in. And they're like, hey, what's your favorite line from Spongebob? Now I'm going to tell you guys what my couple favorite lines from Spongebob are. So one of them is the one where the, the boat is going through and they're doing the, the ow, <laughs> and the reason that's funny to me is there was a day we were walking, me and a couple of the boys were walking along the train tracks and there were three of us. So we took turns and one of us, I would do the, the ow. And the little short one, yeah, and then the other tall one who had like a deeper voice, you go, little, 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 little. and we just did this for a couple of miles, and it was hilarious. Uh, some other ones I told the guys when they came into the store the other night, my personal favorite is from Doodle Bob, and it's the whole part where Doodle Bob throws the thing, knocks Patrick down, and, <laughs> and Patrick's just sitting there messed up, like, where's the leak, ma'am? Hey, Pat, are you all right? Finland! That, the Finland thing is my favorite ever. And then they went through a couple of other, you know, classic Spongebob. This the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick! Or, um, you know, uh, is mayonnaise an instrument? Or cussing out Mr. Krabs, or they, well, I'm leaning on the Patrick ones, because I guess those are the funnier ones to me, but they did all sorts of them, so it was a good time with that. Uh, it reminded me of, you know, again, that story of the day on the railroad tracks, but Spongebob is never going to be forgotten. There are just too many funny moments. I'm Dirty Dan. I'm Dirty Dan, you know? Yeah, so that's actually not what today's about. Today's about coffee. Coffee, 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 because my friends keep getting new coffee pots and asking me stuff, and all this barista stuff that is, no. Uh, it started with a Keurig. A Keurig? That's disgusting. Keurigs are terrible. I will say Keurigs are better than Folgers, but that's a pretty low bar to set. I mean, what coffee isn't better than Folgers? Maxwell House. Today isn't even brought to you by coffee. It's like that country song, brought to you by beer. Mango cart specifically. No, again, not sponsored. I just am drinking a mango cart because they're good. Tastes like mangoes in a cart. So it's called Mango Cart. I actually had a customer at work that I suggested her to buy it, and she did. We're going to find out eventually if she liked it. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, now, you know, as far as coffee goes, I used to ref use the saying, I measure coffee that I drank today in pots instead of cups. That's We're going to get back to that. I'm going to start drinking black coffee and black tea a lot more and energy drinks a lot less. So, hopefully that'll get to come back. I measure my coffee in pots. Yeah. This is because I was a barista. I've been a barista for a long time. I have a shirt, and uh, my excuse is I'm a barista. 
uh, what's, or, sorry, I'm a barista, what's your excuse? I made a custom shirt that said that I have, uh, even flown to Seattle, but I'll get to that in just a second. Worked at Dunkin' Donuts, I wanted to do better. Worked at Starbucks, wanted to do better. I studied outside of work, I studied the history of coffee, the different regions and growing, and that was the first time I was suggested to make a podcast, was to talk about coffee and the different flavor, flavor, aroma, acidity, and body, coffee tasting, my espresso 16-2-25 rule, which is 16 grams of ground espresso will make two ounces of coffee when you tamp it at 30 pounds of pressure and then extract it, extract it for 25 seconds. You get a perfect shot. Uh, there's math. There's science in coffee. It was one of the things before aviation. That was the first thing I really, really, like, I want to do a career in this maybe and really studied it. I studied it at Starbucks, all that stuff they had. I was almost a black apron. And then I took a sabbatical. Not really, but I was like, man, Starbucks is fun. I want to see the original Starbucks. And where is the original Starbucks? By the Pike Place Market in Seattle, USA. Woo! Seattle, Washington. So in 2018, I actually went to Seattle. Uh, and one day I'll have to tell the story all about everything in Seattle, but this is mainly about co the coffee right now. I uh, went to Seattle. I went to the original Starbucks. I went to the another Starbucks that where the original one was before it burned down. I went to the roastery. I, I went in the Space Noodle. I love the Space Noodle. I did... I went in the Pike Place Market, had an amazing biscuit, but I went there because it is the coffee capital of the world. I went to fancy coffee shops that weren't Starbucks, had the best cappuccino I ever had, and it just made me even more in love with coffee at the time. And it's funny, the reason I originally picked Seattle was not just the coffee. I wanted to go to New York City, but you can't book a hotel a lot of places unless you're 21 which I wasn't, and I was like, oh, I've never seen snow, I want to leave Florida, so I was like, I'm going to go to New York City, like I said, I couldn't get any hotels there, because I wasn't 21, I finally found one in Seattle, it was like inside the U District, the University of Washington, uh, inside that little city, where the college, because the, the campus is actually a city, not just like a college campus, it's really cool, but I stayed in this old inn slash bar, uh, yeah, there's plenty of songs written about that, and I had a nice little room, and it was cozy, and it was nice, and it was real, and 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 it didn't snow. <laughs> I still haven't seen snow to this day. Actually, I've never seen real snow. The Disney bubbles during the Mickey Christmas party don't count. And you know what's even funnier is two days after I left Seattle, they had a blizzard. <laughs> I've never seen snow, and I was this close, and I didn't. But I went there, studied coffee a little bit. Also, Seattle is the reason that I became a pilot as well. So Seattle is a really special city to me. Um, and honestly, I am going to have to tell you guys one of these days about just how Seattle was all around, start to finish. That is definitely going to be, that's going to be a long phone call, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, is it delivery? No. No. <laughs> uh Wow, I just messed up the delivery of that. <laughs> delivery. <laughs> no, I walk into the deli one time with a bag uh, on overnight, and I say to them, here you go. They're like, is it a delivery? No, and I said to them, no, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> they did not find that amusing. I don't know why. I thought it was funny. So another thing about coffee is I don't ever drink it with a lid on. I got that from my grandfather. 
My mother thinks we're nuts, but it's okay because maybe we are. Who knows? So we <laughs> we go in the pilot, the, the the gas station. We get our coffee. No lid. Fill it to the top. Just a nice black cup of coffee. Go out, sit in the car, and scratch lottery tickets. And then we drive, and we don't spill the coffee. We never spill the coffee. And I was with my friend in Key West one time, and we I'd flown her there. And I got a cup of coffee, and we're just walking through the terminal, and I'm drinking the coffee. And she's, she was impressed that I, I didn't spill the coffee because I was walking and drinking it, and it wasn't splashing while I was walking. And at first, I was like, oh, maybe it's this steady hand that I have from being a barista. She was a barista, too, so that's not it. And then I realized it probably had something to do with being a pilot, not, cause, not just because I didn't want to mess up my uniform, but I realized... Something the other day when I brought this up to a different friend, like this is just a big mess here, honestly, but I realized the way that I've held coffee with my grandfather and the way that I held it while I was walking, I went outside with a cup of tea the other night because my friend was like, ooh, why'd you take a mug? She was talking about it getting cold quickly. I thought she thought I was going to spill it. And I told her, I, I thought of that same story with my friend in Key West. I went outside with the mug. And I held the cup, and I realized I didn't spill it. And I realized why. I had just a little bit of lax in my hand. And so all of that extra energy from me walking kind of dissipates without impacting the cup. The, the surface of the liquid was, was glass smooth. So that's why I can drink a cup of coffee without spilling it while I'm walking. That's why I can walk with a cup of coffee or sit in a car with a cup of coffee and not spill a drop, even though I refuse to use a lid. I'm good for the environment. I'm not good for the environment. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm anal. But anyways, all of those things have something in common, and it's related. And I, I learned it because of aviation, of course, always. It has. It's kind of like when you fly through turbulence, we're taught don't fight the turbulence because there's two types of movement. There's two types of air movement. You and your plane through the air, but also the air as a soup with you in it. Credits, by the way, to the book Stick and Rudder by Wolfgang Langwish, because he's the one that pointed out those two types of air movement. And it's kind of the same thing with the coffee. When you're flying through turbulence, if you grip the yoke or the stick really hard and try to fight the turbulence, you're going to end up with an even bumpier ride. But if you have proper small corrections and the soft touch that are the mark of a good pilot, you're going to you're going to move a little bit, but you're always going to return to where you started. It's going to be smoother. And I realized that's what I'm doing with the coffee. And it's the same idea. The liquid stays smooth because I'm not over-controlling the cup. And this drove me crazy when I finally realized it. I was like, I need to tell somebody about this. And that's why I'm telling people about this. For reference, by the way, in the Skyhawk where the autopilot's kind of crap, I want to point out that the autopilot in our Skyhawk when we went to Orlando International held us plus or minus 100 feet and our course plus or minus 3 degrees and then I was like, I can do better than this. I'm going to train the autopilot. And I turned the autopilot off and I hand flew it to plus or minus 25 feet, plus or minus one degree. And my instructor can verify that. I flew better than the autopilot. I don't know. Uh, anybody else, a lot of other pilots could do it. It's not a brag. I just thought it was cool. And it was slightly related to what I was just talking about here. So again, I was like, let me indulge. I'm going to bring it up. You know, uh, I think at one point, Earlier in this call, see, I've corrected myself. I think at one point earlier in this call, I said something about in a future episode talking about Seattle. No, no, no. In a future call, we'll talk about Seattle. 
Remember, I don't really go back and edit to maintain this call thing, because again, after today, it's we're, we're building this character. We're doing this right. So I will admit my mistakes and work forward. I'm not going to go back and restart the recording or cut and paste it. Like, no, you're going to get genuine what happened from start to finish. We started at 11. We're done at 11.15. So that's what we're going to do to keep just to keep things honest, just to keep our just keep us honest with ourselves. And I feel like that's the best way to go about this moving forward. So with all of that being said, you know, I am also, you noticed I messed up the DiGiorno joke. And instead of cutting that section, I just went right ahead and said, nope, let me just restart the joke. And that's what I do in real life on the phone. So it's okay. People are used to that for me by now. I do have a question for you guys, though, right? Like, as far as podcasts go in general, not this, this is a phone call, but as far as podcasts go, do you guys start from the most recent episode and work your way back, or do you start at the oldest and move to the newest? I'm not talking about uh, serials like uh, like American Murder, where you have to listen in order. I'm talking about episodic, where the order doesn't matter. You start with the newest, or do you start with the oldest? That's uh, something I've always wondered, and I wish more people let me know, because... It may inform some decisions that I make, but with my own listening. Uh, in any case, I uh, hope I get to hear from you guys soon, and uh, I hope you guys have a good night. Bye.